Moncrief on News Talk. Now, a teenager in Tipperary had to be hospitalised recently after he'd uh, done some work in a neighbour's garden. He'd come into contact with a giant hogweed. It's not native to Ireland, but has become increasingly common and it can be extremely nasty. On the line to tell us about that is Dr William Earl from Invas Biosecurity. Good afternoon, William. Good afternoon, Sean. Now, it's, it's, it's not an invasive species. Was it deliberately brought to this country? Would that be the case? Um, it is a non-native invasive species, but originally it was brought on purpose uh, as an ornamental plant back in the 1800s. Right, okay, that long ago. And and why did people bring it uh, to the country? What does it look like? Um, it's quite a statuesque plant, in fairness, and it, you know, it uh, grows between three and five metres tall. Um, it has huge white flowers on top. Um, it's got uh, a thing called an umble, so it's like an upside-down umbrella with lots and lots of little tiny white flowers on it. And, you know, it, it is quite attractive but it does have a nasty side as well. Okay. Now, and, and in terms of, of, of its spread around the country, uh, when it propagates, does it do that, you know, quite extravagantly? Yes. So it loves corridors, so rivers and roadways and railways, any of these corridors, but especially rivers in Ireland because we have quite warm temperatures in comparison to where it comes from and uh, the soil is very nutrient-rich, so it grows quite well here and the seeds then float. So each plant will produce between fifty and 70,000 seeds and they can, wow. float on, they can float on down the river and land up somewhere else and start a new colony or infestation down there. Okay, so uh, quite efficiently then, I assume, it's it, it spread around the country. Yeah, where does it originally come from? So its native range is the Caucasus Mountains in southwest Russia. So down from where they... Ukrainian conflict is now at the moment there on the Russia and Georgia border um, and it was originally discovered by uh, explorers who thought it was quite attractive and brought it back as an ornamental. Okay, now, uh, as you said, it has a, it has a nasty side. Now, th- the leaves themselves, are, are, are they dangerous if you just brushed up against one? So the leaves have uh, small hairs on the bottom and they can irritate your skin. Um, the stems can also have those hairs and they will irritate your skin. But the main danger with this particular plant comes when the stem or the leaves are cut and the sap is released. If you get the sap then onto your skin and your skin is exposed to sunlight or UV radiation, uh, it causes blistering and uh, a lot of uh, a lot of skin damage. Um, and it's the, the sap is a thing called a phytophototoxic sap, which means that it's activated by sunlight. And that deactivates the melanin in your skin and basically leaves you susceptible to really, really severe sunburn. Right, okay. And and that can be, you know, blisters, very severe blistering. I mean, I have seen pictures, I think it's of the poor young fella who... Yeah. Uh, and God, it was nasty what happened to him, all right. Yeah, it's extremely nasty and you can see that he was probably using a strimmer and he was out in his socks and the little splatters of the sap were all along his shins and they were all tiny little blisters all up along but with a couple of bigger ones where he obviously must have brushed against the stem as well and got got some more sap smeared along it. Um, Yeah, so anywhere that the sap is exposed, uh, you'll see that kind of damage. Yeah, and I think within... 
He came home, said he felt a bit irritated and then the following day he ended up in hospital. So it's very fast acting, it seems. Yeah, yeah, no, you'll see the blisters within kind of 24 to 48 hours. So you'll you'll be kind of unaware that there's something there. It will be a bit annoying and irritating, but the real damage will appear after about a day when these blisters start to start to rise. And uh, you can get ulcers from it. You get scaly skin and you can get long-term skin damage as well. So you get scarring and a thing called post-inflammatory pigmentation where you get these brown patches where the damage was uh, inflicted on the individual. Crikey. Is, is the hogweed now distributed all over the country equally or is it concentrated in certain parts? Um, as I said, it does like corridors, so you often get it along roadways, but rivers really are the main vector for spread. And, you know, it can, uh, once it gets into the upper reaches of a catchment, it will spread downstream with ease. It will land into the river, the seeds will, and float on down. And as we said, it can just establish new populations uh, downstream. And the seeds can, most of the seeds will germinate within three years. But it's been known to remain dormant for up to 15 years as well. So the seeds are quite long lived in the soil bank as well. Is it so widespread that maybe we have a problem? Do we have a hogweed problem now? We do on certain catchments. So there there are a number of catchments where it is on. It, it's you know quite widely distributed on us. We do work on it all over the country, down in Limerick. Um, we've been up in Lifford. Uh, throughout Monaghan, down around Dublin, and some in Galway. So they're they're just the jobs that we work on, but it is quite widely distributed around the country, unfortunately. Mm. And without people taking the proper care, it's probably going to spread a bit more as well. So what is the proper care? If somebody listening to this suddenly realises they have one in their back garden, is there a safe way to get rid of it? There are safe ways to get rid of it, and... I mean, we work for a company who manages and, you know, without trying to plug ourselves, you know, <laughs> there's a lot of invasive species out there that we would say, yes, public can manage them. The likes of Himalayan balsam um, and some of those type species can be quite easily managed by the public. But giant hogweed is one that we'd recommend trying to get professional help because it really is a, a very, very you've seen the damage that it can do if you manage it incorrectly um, and you know you, you have to really know what you're doing with it and tackle it at the correct times of the year right. um, and also in, uh, like I said it's very easy to spread so you have to take certain measures to make sure that you don't actually spread the plant any, anymore because it's part of two pieces of, it, of legislation, there's an Irish piece of legislation and there's a European piece of legislation which giant hogweed is included in, and that stipulates that you cannot cause the spread or dispersal of it. So it is, there are legally binding issues with that plant as well. Oh my word, yeah. So yeah. You, could, if you, you could chop it down incorrectly and actually make the matter worse, or at least long-term make the matter yeah, worse. Yeah, and especially if, if you're using machinery or equipment in around the area, and then you move from one site to another without properly decontaminating the machinery, those seeds can be very, very easily transferred. They're quite small and easy to, you know, be caught into little tracks on the machine or in the undercarriage of another machine uh, and moved from one place to the next. 
William, thanks a million for speaking with us today. That was Dr. William Earle there from Invas Biosecurity. Moncrief, weekdays at 2 p.m. on News Talk.